Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you in Boston. 105 in the city of Edmonton, uh, 305 Eastern. We'll have the City Ford Face-Off show today at 3.30 with Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Jack Michaels, and myself. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. It is brought to you by our title sponsor. Hey, they just signed a contract extension. Indeed, it is... Digitex. Hugh Porter and his staff at Digitex. Trusted by 630 Chad, visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more at digitex.ca. In this hour, we will hear from Zidane Ochara, Connor McDavid, Jake DeBrusque, and Brian Burke. We will tell you that Brian Burke's Appearances and Oilers Now, presented by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication solar. All right, you can text us at any time on our Westlock Ford text line at 630-630. Reach us on our River Creek Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. We're on Twitter. Show Twitter account, at Oilers Now, my personal handle. Bob underscore Stoffer, and Brendan is at Brendan Escott. Uh, let's, uh, let's do this. Uh, very quick uh, reset for you. Edmonton and Boston tonight. Uh, Cam Talbot against Yaroslav Halak. Uh, the Oilers will make one lineup change. They will scratch fourth-line center Kyle Brodziak, who went uh, dash two, played under 10 minutes in his opening game. Uh, they'll insert uh, Drake Kajula into the lineup, but Kajula will play in a line with Ryan Strom and Yessa Pugliarvi. That means McDavid stays with RNH and Ty Ratty. Uh, McDavid, 100 and 108 point uh, seasons the last two years, actually went 66% in the faceoff circle against New Jersey. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins missed the practice on Monday, but practiced uh, yesterday. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl with Milan Lucic and Kyler Yamamoto. Thought Yamamoto, uh, especially in the third period, once he stopped deferring as much, was uh, effective against the New Jersey Devils. Uh, the Oilers, as I mentioned, will have Strom with Kajula and Poliarvi and Kara centering Reeder and Cassian. That's a flip of yesterday's practice which had a lot of folks uh, questioning things around uh, the Edmonton and Northern Alberta marketplace. Oscar Clefbaum with Adam Larson. Darnell Nurse uh, yesterday skated with Chris Russell, uh, and Garrison skated with Benning, but Evan Bouchard is going to play. So it'll be Nurse with Benning. Uh, Nurse played 23-59. I know I got texts suggesting they think that Darnell Nurse can become at least uh, a Brent Seabrook-type player, a number two defenseman. And I mentioned that I've got him slotted sort of as a second-pairing guy. So uh, we'll see moving forward. Uh, And that'll leave uh, Chris Russell to play with Evan Bouchard, who will play his second NHL game tonight. Again, for me, Bouchard's a defenseman with the biggest upside just because of his ability to uh, transition the puck. Cam Talbot to start in goal. Uh, the orders actually right now are uh, using about $700,000 in LTIR space with Andre Sekera, uh, 
at this stage. Uh, the orders have six players in their 30s, but we are only going to see four of them tonight. Lucic is 30. Uh, actually, we're only going to see three. Lucic, Russell, and Talbot. So a 30-year-old in Lucic and Russell and Talbot are both 31. Garrison's 33. Brodziak is 34. And Sekra is 32. But only three 30-year-olds in the lineup. The base of the Boston team are 30-plus-year-old players. Obviously, uh, Tuka Rask is their number one, though he's going to get pushed hard by Halak this year. Don't forget Halak. Uh, unseated Carey Price one year. I think it was like 2000 and, oh, either 10 or 11, one of those years uh, in Montreal before he went to St. Louis. Um, they're both in their 30s. Uh, Halak's 33, Rask is 31. Zdeno Char now 41 years of age. Patrice Bergeron's 33. Krejci's 32. David Backus is 34. Those are their top three centers. Brad Marchand's 30. So Boston, all total tonight, will have six 30-year-olds in the lineup. And again, the orders, which is 30. So uh, three, Boston with more experience, obviously. Remember Brandon Carlo? I mentioned him as a possible option. Had the Oilers, and many of you right now, wish they had held their pick. The 16th and 33 overall picks in the 2015 draft. Brandon Carlo now up to 96 games played without a goal. Uh, which I believe is the longest current streak. Uh, and speaking of odd stats, and we're going to see what people know here. We're going to have fun. I do not want you to call in on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, okay? Just text the show at 630-630. The category here on Oilers Jeopardy is Sons of Bruins. Name the son of a prominent Boston Bruin player who has one of the greatest statistical anomalies in NHL history. He has a 30-goal season in the NHL. Okay? He has a 30-goal season in the NHL. He only scored 39 career goals in the league. And he is the son of a prominent Boston Bruin player. Texas at 6.30, I just want to see how long it takes. I will tell you that I sent this out to some media cohorts earlier today. They did not get the answer in the required time. It's 111 in Edmonton. See if anybody gets it before 1.15. No cheating. You've got, you got a note off the top of your head. We'll tell you that some guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, Edmonton Downtown, Northside, and in Sherwood Park. All right, a uh, couple of the stars in the game playing tonight. Hulking six foot nine, Zdeno Chara, who uh, I first uh, heard about from friends up in Prince George many moons ago when I was planting trees, and they told me about a guy that knocked out Tony Mohagan. Uh, Zdeno Chara is now 41 years of age, the ageless wonder for the Boston Bruins. And uh, he had some pretty interesting comments on the player voted the best player in the NHL the last two years by the players, Connor McDavid. Here's it in Ochara. Way more advanced and, and skill-wise, speed-wise, everything mentally just more ready, um, which is credit to a lot of their, you know, obviously parents and, you know, getting them coached uh, um, on individual basic with skill coaches, power skating coaches, uh, and so on, shooting coaches, and that's what makes them skip the whole maybe uh, process of, of, you know, getting better. They're just coming ready, you know, and they're making immediate impact, you know, look at Connor, like he's 18 year old, he could probably play the NHL at 16, if you really look at it, he could he could have played at 16, um, uh, 
because he, he was so advanced. Uh, but because of the rules and legal stuff, he couldn't. But now he's 18 and he's living up the league, you know, 100 points every year. So he would come in as a 16-year-old, he would have probably 80 points. A 17-year-old, we have 90 points, and now he will, he, yeah. So, so that's the difference. Like, did he need, did he need um, 100 games? No, he didn't need any games. He was first game. He was very much noticeable, right? So, and so as you know, when you look at a defenseman, same thing. You have young defensemen coming in, and it's like boom, they carry the puck, they have confidence, they're making plays, they see the ice, they they're scoring goals, they're playing not like you know uh, starting at 10 minute mark. They 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 put them out there and they play uh, 25 minutes. Uh, you know, look at a guy in Buffalo, Darling. Like he plays 25 minutes a night. You know, it's like does he need 300? No, he plays first game 25 minutes. You know, so it's a you see that their skill they already have and being brought up. Uh, it's way more advanced. In, a, in our era, didn't exist. If you would say someone that hey, I'm taking a figure skating classes or power skating classes, you would get laughed at. Oh, you you don't know how to skate? Now it's it's a common thing. Like guys go and and they go see power skating coaches. They go see and, and they put them in there like at age six, seven, and by age ten they fly around. They do all these you know stuff on the ice. They you know they're, they're really advanced. Uh, so is the thing like shooting, seeing the ice. You know there's so much more out there that these kids have. Uh, that's Zdeno Char talking about Connor McDavid. We'll get some of McDavid's thoughts in a second. I pose the question, name the son of a prominent Boston Broom player who has one of the great statistical anomalies in NHL history. The son had a 30-goal season for Boston, but only scored 39 career goals. And I, I wanted to see how many guys we'd get in five minutes or less. And suffice to say, not surprisingly, we have an incredible passion for hockey that exists on this show, and guys know their stuff. Within 15 seconds of the question being asked, we, uh, we had a correct answer out of the great city of Calgary. The answer, Ken Hodge Jr. Uh, since then, uh, Rick from Callahoo got it. Uh, Sam got it. Uh, who else got it? Uh, Bernie from Elk Point got it. Uh, six or seven different texts uh, from Edmonton nailed it as well. So there you go. Ken Hodge Jr. How about this bizarre statistic? Just think about this for a second. Uh, obviously, Ken Hodge Sr. was one of the big, bad Boston Bruins uh, throughout the uh, late 1960s into the 1970s. Ken Hodge Sr. played a total of 880 NHL games, scored 328 goals, had 800 points. He broke the 40-goal uh, plateau in 68-69, 70-71, and scored 50 in 73-74 when Boston lost in six games to the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, that's Ken Hodge Sr., and he was, a, he was a tough guy. He was six foot two, 214 pounds. Ken Hodge Jr. was a six foot one 200-pound player, not overly physical, and did not skate well. But in 1990-91, don't forget the Oilers played Boston in the 89-90 Stanley Cup Final. In 1990-91, Ken Hodge Jr., in 70 games, 
after racking up 17 points in eight games in the minors. In 90-91 with Boston, he scored 30 goals and had 59 points in 70 games. That's a hell of a season for a guy's first full NHL year. He added four goals and 10 points in the playoffs. Boston lost. Uh, that was in 15 games. Uh, Boston lost to Pittsburgh that year. Uh, the Oilers, of course, lost to Minnesota, then Pittsburgh beat Minnesota in six games. Ken Hodge Jr., so he played six, 70 games that year, scored 30 goals and 59 points. He only played 67 more games in his NHL career, scored eight more goals. It's an incredible stat. 142 NHL games played, um, 39 goals, 87 points, decent numbers. But he had a 30-goal season and then only scored nine more goals. Uh, uh, goals in the other 72 NHL games that he played. That is about as a bizarre of a stat line as you'll ever see. And our listeners knew it was Ken Hodge Jr. And my old friend Cactus Jack jumped in there as well and nailed that one as well. You can text us at 630-630 on our Westlife 4 text line. So we heard Zidane Chara basically say Connor McDavid would have been putting up about 80 points as a 16-year-old, which reinforced what Derek Roy said to me when Roy was with the Oilers at the end of the 14-15 season. Before Edmonton had won the lottery, I asked him, because we went in at Erie twice that year to see McDavid and Dylan Strome play, uh, I said, how good's McDavid? Because you skated with him this summer. And he said, well, he would have had 70 points this year in the league. That's how good the kid is. So the players are always the first to know. Here's Connor McDavid's thoughts on some of what Zidane Chara said. That's pretty special. That means, uh, means a lot coming from him. Um, obviously, he's, uh, he's one of the, the world's best back there, and uh, he's been that way for a long time, so it means a lot uh, coming from a guy like that. He was, he was, uh, he's really, real hard to play against. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's definitely not slowing down at all. He keeps himself uh, in really good shape. Um, I think uh, he's, he's uh, kind of that true pro that you know, could play uh, play forever. Um, uh, well, you got to start preparing your whatever you're going to do a lot sooner because he's got that, that real long stick. Um, you know, it doesn't give you it doesn't give you any time. You, know, uh, you get the puck, all of a sudden he's right on you just because he's got that long reach. And obviously, if he gets you in his uh, in his mitts, uh, it's not going to be very good. So um, try and uh, try and stay. You know outside of him and, and uh, just try and beat him any way you can. Um, you know, he's, he's probably seen it all, um, so there's not much you're probably going to trick him with, so um, you got to keep it simple and, uh, and then try to play around him, not through him. Coming back with a time change, are you starting to feel like kind of back in the groove? I think everyone is. I think it's a lot easier to come back to, to North America. At least that's what I find. I'm not sure how it is for everyone, but um, when you go over there and you're waking up and it's in the middle of the night, it's tough. Uh, it's real tough, but here... Um, and you go to bed early and you're, you're up before your alarm, I think uh, it might even help. So it's a good trip. Glad it's over. Um, and we can start getting back to some uh, some regular hockey here. The biggest thing routine-wise, this is the last cycle of four days off. Is that most important for this team to get into a cycle where you start feeling like it's hockey season you again? Want, yeah, you want to do that. Um, you look around the league, teams have already played four or five games, uh, and, and you know teams are already rolling, um, you know, uh, getting into their stride. We're going to play a team that's played you know, three games going into their fourth. Uh, that's a big difference. Um, you know, those are guys that are battle-tested, and, and uh, you know, we're still trying to, get, uh, to, trying to get rolling here. So, obviously. 
All right, uh, that is Connor McDavid of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, you can text us at 630-630 on our Westlock Ford text line, the Oilers and the Boston Bruins. Tonight, it's 120 in Edmonton. Uh, texters are complaining, Bob, no fair. I'm, I'm the son of Jasper, Alberta. I'm on delay listening on the uh, app. Laugh out loud. Didn't get a chance to answer the question. And Kevin from Sherwood Park has texted the show to say, Bob, regarding Ken Hodge Jr., I traded a Messier rookie card for a Hodge Jr. rookie card after he had that 30-goal season. Kevin, we've all been there before. Let me tell you. But uh, another text started at Calgary. Bob, why did Ken Hodge Jr. get sent back to Junior after he had the 30-goal season that year? As I recall, I believe it was because he was not a great skater. Uh, and the dad had a real means. Like, the dad was prepared to back it up back in the day. Uh, this text out of Kimberly, B.C., a fine community, and Murray's text the show. He says, Bob, I love Boston, but the Cars are another brilliant Boston-born band. Can you play a little magic as you go to break? Here it is. Oh, I'm supposed to. Okay, my bad there. I'm supposed to stretch a bit more. Let me know when you're ready to go here, Brendan. Uh, Abracadabra? No, that, wait, that was the Steve Miller band. Uh, let's see if, uh, let's see, you, you give me the go-ahead. Say, all right, let her run, and we'll let her run. We got it, we got it. All right, we're going to Magic right now. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 125 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Oilers Now, the Edmonton Oilers and the uh, Boston Bruins. We talked a bit about sons of Bruins. Well, a son of an Oiler. Louis DeBrus' son, Jake DeBrusque, had a terrific year last year. 16 goals, 43 points, and we caught up with him uh, before tonight's game. You feel more settled now that you've had the full season in the National Hockey League. Do you feel like a full-time NHL player, Jake, at this stage? Um, yeah, I would say so. I think I feel uh, more comfortable, obviously, with the team. And this training camp was way different than last year's. And um, you know, I think that anytime you have a full year with some guys and um, have some playoff experience, I think it helps you in your second year. And I think that's kind of what my goal was coming in was to try to prepare myself for the season. And, um, you know, I feel ready, and I feel uh, you know like I'm going to break out here soon. It's just a matter of time. Um, you know, hopefully it uh, starts tomorrow, but at the same time, I think it's one of those things that you can't think too much about this early on. What uh, what was it like to be a part of a team that went on the type of run you did last year with the progression of all the young players? Because you weren't the only guy that was sort of in a similar situation gaining that first-time experience. Yeah, I think there were six of us, actually. I think there were seven guys with their first HL goals last year, and as you know, the injuries were piling up, we had lots of bodies in, but in saying that, there was lots of guys that played in playoffs, and for us, I think, as a 
group to kind of go through that together. I think it brings kind of um, togetherness. And obviously, when you get your, um, you know, when you're battle tested in Game Seven and going to the second round, and obviously learning how to win, but then also you know learning how to lose. I think it helps with um, kind of everyone expecting uh, you know more out of each guy, and that comes with the younger guys as well. I think that that's one of the things this year is now it's not unknowns. People know that we have lots of young talent, and um, you know we just got to bring our best every game. So let's uh, just switch in here for a second. The uh, the owners have the experience over in Europe. You guys went to China. Yeah. Uh, what was it like for your group? Maybe talk to us a bit about the, the team bonding that went over in China and then even on the way back. I mean, just the chance to spend that much time together. Yeah, exactly. I think nowadays everyone's kind of on their phones or on their cell service, and uh, especially us young guys. And I think that's the biggest thing was that we're on a bus for about three hours per day, and um, if not more, some days. And anywhere we had to go from either the hotel or the rink, it was at least an hour. So we're on the bus a lot together. And uh, for us young guys, we had some other young guys that aren't here right now, but for them to kind of bond with the older guys, I think it really helps with that, and it helps the team become a team. And um, it was just nice to see the guys after a long summer and kind of hanging out with them. And obviously, it was nice to get back into uh, North America and get back in the uh, you know swing of things. But in saying that, it was I think it was beneficial in some areas for sure. Gee, when you were playing midget AAA on the south side, does it seem a little surreal to think five or six years later? You're, because I mean, you were you were a late round draft choice in the Western League, and there were some other kids that had higher profile. I mean, it's it's been quite the journey, hasn't it? Yeah, and hopefully just starting. I think that, uh, I think it was four years ago, I was actually on the ice for the home opener in Edmonton, and now we're playing against them um, on the day after my birthday. So it's kind of going full circle right now, and it's um, obviously exciting for me personally and exciting to you know be a part of that. But it's, it's been a whirlwind for sure. Like you said, I think five years ago I was a midget, and um, you know, just trying to do my best I can to you know, improve and um, you know, keep the journey alive. Is there any significance, or is that the number they gave you? Uh, it's the number they gave me, but there's pretty good players that wore those numbers. So yeah, so um, no, I think I was gonna. I think I, I just kind of ran with it, and um, you don't want 29 or anything. Well, I would, I would. I mean, in a way, but in saying that, I had 74, and I just kind of want to stick with it, and it seemed to work. So I mean, I guess you make your own number, but that 29 would be my second choice for sure. That's Jake Dabrowski of the Boston Bruins. We're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell back with Brian Burke on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.